Chapter Three, Part Two of Commentary on the Gospel of John, Book Four, by Cyril of Alexandria, translated by Reverend Philip Edward Pusey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sixty, sixty-one. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they had heard this, saith, "Hard is this saying. Who can hear it?" When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples are murmuring at it, he said unto them this is the custom of the simple they ever find fault with the more subtle doctrines and foolishly tear in pieces any thought that is above them because themselves understand it not although they ought rather to have been eager to learn and to have loved to search diligently the things spoken not on the contrary to rise up against so wise words and call that hard which they ought to have marvelled at for they are somewhat in the same plight as one may see those who have lost their teeth for the one hurrying to the more delicate food often reject the more wholesome and sometimes blame the more excellent not acknowledging the disease whereby they are compelled to decline it and these the foster brethren of unlearning and bereft of sound mind shrink from knowledge which they ought to have pursued with exceeding much toil and to have attained by intent zeal the spiritual man then will delight himself in the words of our saviour and will justly cry out how sweet are thy words unto my throat yea above honey and the comb to my mouth while the carnal jew ignorantly esteeming the spiritual mystery to be foolishness when admonished by the words of the saviour to mount up to the understanding befitting man ever sinketh down to the folly which is his foster-brother calling evil good and good evil according to the prophet's voice he follows again his fathers and herein too is he detected imitating the unlearning of his forefathers for the one on receiving the manna from god and being made partakers of the blessing from above were dragged down to their wonted coarseness and sought for the unsavourinesses of egypt desiring to behold onions leeks and kettles of fish and these on being exhorted to receive the life-giving grace of the spirit and taught to feed on the very bread which cometh from god the father turn aside after their own error lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of god and as their forefathers used to find fault with the very food of manna daring to say and our soul is dried away with this manna so do these two again reject the very bread and blush not to say hard is this saying the hearers therefore of the divine mysteries must be wise they must be approved exchangers so as to know the approved and counterfeit coin and neither unseasonably to bring inextricable questioning on those things which are to be received in faith nor to lavish a faith sometimes harmful upon those things that require investigation but to render to everything that is said its due and to advance as it were by a straight path refusing to turn aside on either hand for by a royal road beseems it him to travel who runneth to uprightness of faith which is in christ sixty two doth this offend you what and if ye shall see the son of man ascend up where he was before 
from utter ignorance certain of those who were being taught by christ the saviour were offended at his words for when they heard him saying verily verily i say unto you except ye eat the flesh of the son of man and drink his blood ye have no life in you they supposed that they were invited to some brutish savageness as though they were enjoined to eat flesh and to sup up blood and were constrained to do things which are dreadful even to hear for they knew not the beauty of the mystery and that fairest economy devised for it besides this they full surely reason thus with themselves how can the human body implant in us everlasting life what can a thing of like nature with ourselves avail to immortality christ therefore understanding their thoughts for all things are naked and bared to his eyes heals them again leading them by the hand manifoldly to the understanding of those things of which they were yet ignorant very foolishly sirs saith he are ye offended at my words for if ye cannot yet believe albeit oftentimes instructed that my body will infuse life into you how will ye feel he saith when ye shall see it ascend even into heaven for not only do i promise that i will ascend even into heaven itself that ye may not again say how but the sight shall be in your eyes shaming every gainsayer if then ye shall see saith he the son of man ascending into heaven what will ye say then for ye will be convicted of no slight folly for if ye suppose that my flesh cannot put life into you how can it ascend into heaven like a bird for if it cannot quicken because its nature is not to quicken how will it soar in air how mount up into the heavens for this too is equally impossible for flesh but if it ascends contrary to nature what is to hinder it from quickening also even though its nature be not to quicken of its own nature for he who made that heavenly which is from earth will render it life-giving also even though its nature be to decay as regards its own self we must observe how he doth not endure to be divided into two christ according to the uncounsel of some for he keepeth himself every way undivided after the incarnation for he says that the son of man ascendeth up where he was before although the earthly body was not above before this but only the word by itself before his concurrence with flesh well then hath paul put in his epistles one lord jesus christ for he is one son both before the incarnation and after the incarnation and we do not reckon his own body as alien from the word wherefore he says that the word which came down from above from heaven is also son of man for he was made flesh as the blessed evangelist saith and did not pass into flesh by change for he is without turning and unchangeable by nature as god but as it were dwelling in his own temple i mean that from the virgin and made man in very deed 
but by saying that he will ascend up where he was before also he gives his hearers to understand that he hath come down from heaven for thus it was like that they understanding the force of the argument should give heed to him not as to a man only but should at length know that he is god the word in the flesh and believe that his body too is life-giving it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh profiteth nothing it is not unreasonably he says that ye have clothed the flesh in no power of giving life for when the nature of the flesh is considered alone and by itself plainly it is not life-giving for never will aught of things that are give life but rather it hath itself need of him who is mighty to quicken but when the mystery of the incarnation is carefully considered and ye then learn who it is that dwelleth in this flesh ye will then surely feel he says unless ye would accuse the divine spirit itself also that it can impart life although of itself the flesh profiteth not a whit for since it was united to the life-giving word it hath become wholly life-giving hastening up to the power of the higher nature not itself forcing unto its own nature him who cannot in any wise be subjected although then the nature of the flesh be in itself powerless to give life yet will it inwork this when it has the life-working word and is replete with his whole operation for it is the body of that which is by nature life not of any earthly being as to whom that might rightly hold the flesh profiteth nothing for not the flesh of paul for instance nor yet of peter or any other would work this in us but only and specially that of our saviour christ in whom dwelt all the fulness of the godhead bodily for verily it would be a thing most absurd that honey should infuse its own quality into things which naturally have no sweetness and should have power to transfer into itself that wherewith it is mingled and that the life-giving nature of god the word should not be able to elevate to its own good that body which it indwelt wherefore as to all other things the saying will be true that the flesh profiteth nothing but as to christ alone it holdeth not by reason that life that is the only begotten dwelt therein and he calls himself spirit for god is a spirit and as the blessed paul saith for the lord is the spirit and we do not say these things as taking away from the holy ghost his proper existence but as he calls himself son of man since he was made man so again he calls himself spirit from his own spirit for not other than he is his spirit the words that i have spoken unto you they are spirit and are life he filleth whole his own body with the life-giving operation of the spirit for he now calls the flesh spirit not turning it aside from being flesh but because by reason of its being perfectly united to him and now endued with his whole life-giving power 
it ought to be called spirit too and no wonder for be not offended at this for if he that is joined unto the lord is one spirit how shall not his own body rather be called one with him something of this kind then he means in the passage before us i perceive from your reasonings within you saith he that ye foolishly imagine that i am telling you that the body of earth is of its own nature life-giving but this is not the drift of my words for my whole exposition to you was of the divine spirit and of eternal life for it is not the nature of the flesh which renders the spirit life-giving but the might of the spirit maketh the body life-giving the words then which i have discoursed with you are spirit that is spiritual and of the spirit and are life that is to say life-giving and of that which is by nature life and not as repudiating his own flesh does he say these things but as teaching us what is the truth for what we have just said this will we repeat for profit's sake the nature of the flesh cannot of itself quicken for what more is there in him that is god by nature yet will it not be conceived of in christ as alone and by itself for it has united to it the word which is by nature life when therefore christ calls it life-giving he does not testify the power of quickening to it so much as to himself or to his spirit for because of him is his own body to life-giving since he re-elemented it to his own power but the how is neither to be apprehended by the mind nor spoken by the tongue but honoured in silence and faith above understanding but that the son too is often called by the name of spirit by the god-inspired scriptures we shall know by what is subjoined the blessed john then writes of him this is he that came by water and spirit jesus christ not by water only but by water and the spirit and it is the spirit that beareth witness because the spirit is truth lo he calleth the spirit truth albeit christ openly crieth out i am the truth paul again writes to us saying they that are in the flesh cannot please god but ye are not in the flesh but in the spirit if so be that the spirit of god dwelleth in you but if any man have not the spirit of christ he is not his but if christ be in you the body is dead because of sin the spirit is life because of righteousness lo again herein having proved that the spirit of god dwelleth in us he hath said that christ himself is in us for inseparable from the son is his spirit according to the count of identity of nature even though he be conceived of as having a personal existence therefore he often names indifferently sometimes the spirit sometimes himself sixty four sixty five yet there are some of you that believe not 
for jesus knew from the beginning who they are that believe not and who should betray him and said therefore have i said unto you that no man can come unto me except it have been given unto him of my father herein again one may clearly see fulfilled that which was foreheralded by one of the holy prophets with your hearing ye shall hear and shall not understand and looking shall look and shall not see for the heart of this people is waxen fat and they have weighed down their ears and closed their eyes lest they should at all see with their eyes and understand with their heart and should convert and i should heal them for they being themselves ear-witnesses of the doctrines of the saviour and from none other of the saints learning them but rather instructed in the mysteries by the voice of the lord of all yea even seeing him with their bodily eyes waxed gross in their folly and having closed the eyes of their understanding turned them away from the sun of righteousness not admitting the illumination of the gospel instruction for evil were they and guilty of many past offences wherefore also the wise paul testified to us that hardness in part is happened unto israel but since it was the work of no common wisdom to acknowledge that he who was veiled in human form is god he saith that he cannot come to him who has not yet received that is to say understanding from god the father and with reason for if every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights how much more will not the acknowledgment of christ be a gift of the father's right hand and the apprehension of the truth how will it not be conceived to be beyond all grace for in proportion as it is shown to be the giver of the highest goods so much the more befits it that it depend upon the divine munificence but not to the unclean does the father grant the knowledge of christ nor to those accustomed to stray unto extravagant unbelief doth he infuse the most helpful grace of the spirit for not on mud is it right that the precious ointment be poured forth and verily the blessed prophet jeremiah commands that they be first purged by desire unto every good work who desired to draw near unto christ through faith crying out seek ye god and when ye find him call on him when he shall be nigh to you let the ungodly man forsake his way and the unrighteous man his counsel and let him return unto the lord and he will have mercy upon him for he will abundantly pardon your sins thou seest how he says that he must first depart from his old way and remove from unlawful devices that he may obtain remission of sins that is to say through faith in christ for we are justified not by the works of the law but by the grace that is from him and the forgiveness granted us from above but some one may say therefore what hindered him from pardoning the jews also and from pouring out remission on israel together with us 
for this too would befit him that was perfectly good and how too says he will he speak truly when he saith to us i came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance what shall we say then to these things for them of israel alone at the first was the grace of the saviour devised for he was sent as himself affirmed only to the lost sheep of the house of israel and in truth they who will believe may yet attain unto life everlasting but some living in a nobler course of life and searchers of the truth received the grace of god the father co-working with them unto salvation through faith and were saved but the haughty pharisee and the hard-hearted high priest with them and the elders of the people would not believe though for instructed by moses and the prophets but since through their own ill counsel they at length showed themselves unworthy of everlasting life they received not the illumination which is from god the father and you have the type of this too in the elder writings for as to them who disbelieved god in the wilderness entry into the land of promise was not given so to these who by their unbelief dishonour christ entrance was not granted into the kingdom of heaven whereof the land of promise was the type and god is not unrighteous who bringeth his wrath upon each for he being just by nature will discriminate altogether rightly and will direct his own judgment agreeably to his own nature even though we understand not the mode of the economy which is above us profitably does the blessed evangelist tell us that jesus knew all things and was not ignorant who should disbelieve and who was the minister of impiety against him that he might again be conceived of as god as knowing all things before they are sixty six from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him hard indeed is ever wisdom to the unwise and what one thinks will yield them no slight profit is often seen to be even hurtful for as to them who are diseased in their bodily sight the light of the sun is an enemy and it is pleasant to them to sit in dark places so to the sick in mind the more difficult doctrines are hateful and those that are obscured by hard meanings are an abomination even though the benefit be great and petty things are pleasant and more acceptable even though sometimes no advantage accrue shall we not find this true in the present case when christ was laying before them the great and divine mystery and through varied thought was laying open the understanding of it and all but gathering up now the veil of the temple and unveiling the inner tabernacle they loathe the so wise and heavenly word they turn aside again to their brutish unlearning and went back as the evangelist saith and refused to walk any more with him for this is in truth falling back wherefore by the prophet jeremiah he says again to the senseless and obstinate jerusalem the nurse of unbelievers thou forsookest me saith the lord and shalt go backward 
for of a truth backward falling follows the rejection of good things and god is all good therefore the miserable men went back and have fallen backwards not walking with the saviour any more but turning as it were to other paths and dragged down to their wanted passions but let us see again whether we do not find the type of this too in the books of moses when then they had travelled through long ways and traversed that wild desert and were now at the very land of promise joshua the son of nun and certain others with him were sent by divine command to espy it but when they had spied out the whole land and were returned again to moses some of them began to speak bitter things to the synagogue for the land said they which we spied hath fierce inhabitants and we saw the sons of the giants there and concluded by adding such things as would strike terror into the hearers but joshua after them tried to adorn the land with many praises and besought them saying the land which we searched is an exceeding good land if the lord delight in us he will bring us thereinto but the forefathers of the jews maintained that they ought to stone joshua and having condemned of the powerlessness god who is mighty to all things they sat down and wept as it is written and hereby with reason provoked the lord of all but since they were thus faithless and outrageous they fell from the promise for he says as i swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest and what besides god commands them to return and go back again for he saith to moses to-morrow do ye strike your tents and return by way of the red sea for since they would not enter into the land whereinto they were called they are sent to turn round and are compelled to retrace the same way again for they would not follow after the words of joshua nor on hearing of the good land did they honour the adviser with their assent what therefore those then suffered this do these too now for taught the way of everlasting life and exhorted to hasten unto the kingdom of heaven they outrage him with their unbelief wherefore justly did they go back losing by their own perversity the proceeding onward with their guide unto salvation sixty seven jesus therefore said unto the twelve would ye also go away our lord jesus christ doth not exhort the holy apostles to leave him nor doth he offer them free and unfettered liberty of doing so nor yet doth he permit them readily to turn aside as though they would get no harm from doing so yea rather he threatens them well that if they be not found superior to the undisciplined conduct of the jews they too shall be sent away and go no more with him but depart unto perdition for it is not at all the number of worshippers that is precious in the sight of god but the excellent in the right faith though they be few therefore the divine scripture says that many are they that have been called but that only the chosen will be received 
and those that are approved being very few and this the divine word himself testified to us it is therefore as though the saviour said to his disciples if ye unhesitatingly believe my words if letting go wavering in thought ye with simple faith receive the mystery if it seem bitter to you and fall of intolerable infamy that my words are accused of being hard if ye refuse to say in jewish fashion how can this man give us his flesh to eat i will gladly see you with me and will rejoice in living with you and will love you as mine own but if ye choose to think with them who have fallen back i both enjoin you to run away with them and do justly drive you away for worshippers will not fail me seeing the gospel message shall be spoken not in judea alone but now goeth about into the whole world and calleth men together from all parts as it were into one company and gathereth them together with ease unto the acknowledgment of the truth behold therefore the goodness and severity of god as paul saith severity towards the unbelievers goodness again towards them who shall acknowledge him if they continue in his goodness as paul again affirmeth else they too shall be cut off for he that spared not the natural branches neither shall he spare them that were grafted in let him then that a folly halteth concerning the faith know and be taught by these things that if he will not cease from such a disease he will go back and having no longer any guide unto eternal life will go down wretched into hell and there bewail his own miscounsel for there he saith shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth it is probable however that some other profitable lesson is conveyed to us by jesus saying to his disciples would ye also go away for lest they too should be thought to have been carried off by jewish folly and to have stumbled together with the unbelievers or in any other way to cry out against him with them as though he taught hard things and tried to instruct his hearers in the knowledge of impossibilities profitably did he inquire of them if they desired to depart with them that hereby he might invite them to confession of the right and untainted faith which indeed also came to pass End of chapter three